0: Right now though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, good morning everyone and welcome to The Divas That Care. My name is Candice Gish. If this is your very first time tuning into The Divas That Care, a huge welcome. We are now in our 14th season and I am so excited. We are listening to in over 30 countries around the world And it's all because of our amazing listeners, our tribes, our amazing hosts that have been on the Divas That Care Network, everybody that's really been a part of our success, and we're so excited that you have tuned in to us today. Today, I am very excited. I'm going to be introducing two gentlemen, and I'm going to be welcoming them as our honorary divas here. And it is going to be Ken and Craig. So welcome to the show, gentlemen.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
0: Well, it is my pleasure. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you both today. Would you mind, Ken, introducing yourself to our divas and letting us know a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, Sure, Candice. My name is Ken Chalapour, and um, Craig and I have a a business consulting firm. Um, I go back way, way back, (laughs) uh, about 30 years in business, started in about 1995-ish, Um, Started as a sign company, morphed into a a web development firm, and um, still own that company. Um, Have branched off into many different areas, real estate. Um, I've been the member of a a board of directors for a company called InfraGuard, which is an FBI-associated organization. We did a lot of counterterrorism talk and um, uh, counterintelligence, things like that. Um, I built, uh, with five other people, a, um, an assisted care living facility and then joined the board of uh, trustees. That was a fun project. Um, and today, I'm um, just living life, loving it uh, with Craig, uh, developing this company, and um, things are, are moving forward um, very rapidly.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. And Craig, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Craig. I'm partners with Ken. I'm also Ken's son. Um, Started this business back, uh, you know, five years ago or so. We, Ken and I, always kind of wanted to start a consulting company. But uh, I called him up one day and said, "Hey, I'm I'm uh, I'm taking the leap. I'm going to do it. Do you want to be a part of it?" And uh, and here we are. Uh, My background uh, was in kind of finance and insurance. Worked with large automotive dealers in a very consultative way. Um, really training them on on all aspects of success uh, within a business, sales, and and even in the service department, um, which was a, a really great tangential into this. Cutting my cutting my uh, teeth in a um, kind of a gray-haired industry, uh, so it was it was uh, a lot of uh, rejection and such, and which is I think some of the best things you can do for a career early early on. Um, and, yeah, just like Ken, now we're here uh, continuing to build this business, continuing to provide as much value as we can for our customers.
0: I love that. And I love that you're a father and son um, organization. You know, I, I was very fortunate to be able to work with my mom for many, many years in business, and she has always been my mentor and taught me so much. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I started with Divas at Care along with my mm-hmm. own daughter. So family businesses are dear to mm-hmm. my heart, and it's always exciting when I can chat with other people that do that. I love well, that. the
2: other the other uh, aspect is my daughter also works with us and um, my wife of 30 almost 5 years oh my goodness uh, <laughs> is uh, is our CFO and uh, she keeps us in line and makes sure we don't do anything stupid and uh, always on top love of it things. so I've been working with her hand in hand for since 95
0: Oh my gosh that is so awesome well welcome to the diva's at care and we're so excited to have you guys on today
2: Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: So tell me, why did you, I I guess the biggest question is, why did you decide to do a business together? Why was it really important to work together? Why was it important to utilize your skills together to obviously help others?
2: I'll take that one and start, Craig. Um, Craig and I have a very unique relationship. I don't know that there are many father and sons that that work as well together as Craig and I, whether we're um, swinging a hammer, doing some home remodeling, you know, buying a house to flip. Um, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We have such a synergy with each other that we don't have to talk. We just understand how each other thinks. We know how each other works. Um, we are always able to um Anticipate the next move with each other without having to say anything, so it was a natural progression to go into business together because we we bring very different um, very different things to the table you know uh, we often say it's a um, two worlds colliding the traditional meeting the contemporary and you know my traditional way of doing business and Craig's um, more modern way of doing business so And and the fact that, you know, businesses these days just don't have a lot of guidance, they don't have a lot of uh, direction, and uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, but, you know, somebody starts a business because they're really good at what they do, but they just don't understand a business concept, and and that's where we come in and we can uh, really help uh, mitigate those
0: challenges well, and it sounds like, and I love that you're able to have that synergy and work together. And it sounds like it's really authentic. So let's sh- let's talk a little bit about what exactly you guys do to help the other businesses, other individuals build. Especially in the last couple of years, I bet you a lot of things have changed for you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll certainly jump in and kind of piggyback um, the the first question a little bit, at least on on why we founded it. You know, so so Ken was in you know digital marketing and graphic design and website development for a long time and. You know, when you work with small businesses, your your scope <clears throat> um, typically ends up changing a bit, or you end up having to provide value uh, in a different place. And Ken did that for many years, and um, you know, me uh, also working in, in small business uh, previously in, in 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 a very consultative nature, uh, we quickly learned that that this this service wasn't readily available to small businesses in both. Um, quality of service uh pricing structure um and and all around value you know obviously there's the big consulting companies of the world but uh they are a uh unattainable from a price standpoint and b um a lot of times uh, large companies hire those consulting companies as interim labor because they know that they're well educated and 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 well um structured entities that can help them uh, in the short term Uh, but a lot of times mixing the interim labor with the expertise um, again is something that that's not available so what we do um, we take a three-step approach to businesses which isn't all that uh, extraordinary unique but we do um, uh, discovery development and implementation so uh, really, despite following that process, everything we do is is really custom. So we take some time to learn about the customer. Uh, it takes a couple of weeks to a month, um, and we do our best to kind of do a, a crash course boot camp on on everything related to their business. Uh, this is um, financial, legal uh, processes, employment. Uh, you know, employment's a big one for small businesses as far as managing growth. Um, and, you know, we do this through series of questionnaires and Zoom calls and interviews. And uh, and then we, we jump into the development phase, which really is is we build a plan, um, not a business plan, uh, a, an implementation plan that allows us to uh, take everything we learned and say, okay, this is where you guys are now, this is where you want to be, and, and here's the recommendation on how to get there. Um, and then as we're doing that, it's kind of a, a, a stage tactical process. Uh, we're implementing it along the way. So we don't just take... You know, two months to develop this plan. We'll develop one aspect of it, and then and then work with them to implement it, and then and then c- continuously move forward through um, the the template of their business that we've built. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it really is a pretty holistic approach on on uh, on how to improve their people's businesses and, and really work side by side as a, as a partner in their business. I think a lot of business owners feel like they're on an island. Uh, you know, and, and yeah. like Ken said, they started a business and. Uh, you just have no one to turn to your your mother your brother your father your sister your best friend none of them know what you're doing or why you're doing it and um again you're you're kind of throwing a dart and and making your best guess and uh we try and uh be the board of directors the C suite you know for for these for these small business owners which you know we typically classify as something like under $20 million under 100 employees there are some outliers to that but that's uh, generally kind of where we fall
0: when do these businesses usually get in touch with you? Are they in financial need? A new owner has probably purchased them, or is it a brand new business? Like, do you work with all different stages?
1: Yeah, honestly, yes. Uh, all different stages. Uh, we, we do some incubator programs as well with, with business plans and, and working to receive funding to start businesses, and then it's a natural kind of progression into our, our consulting. Um, but uh, as far as on the uh, established side, um, which is the large majority of our, our businesses, um, it's generally, as Ken would would say, it's generally managing growth. Uh, but we do get we do get people who are in um, you know turmoil of some way, shape, or form, uh, whether that be losing a big client or losing a, a key revenue stream in in a few months and, and need to figure out how to replace it or, or what the structure is going to look like of the company then. Uh, but most of the time, it's companies that have scaled. You know, uh, scale is a big word, but have have increased revenue rather rather quickly, and uh, you know, oftentimes are struggling with with employment issues or ambiguity within processes, um, and need to figure out what what the next steps are. You know, you either companies that are have have grown and are struggling with managing growth uh, want two things: they either want to buy back their time, right, because they're wearing a whole bunch of different hats doing a whole bunch of different things, so they either want mm-hmm. more time or they want to figure out how they can um, uh, sell the business or, or, or increase the valuation of the business, right? And essentially the, those two circumstances are the same, if, which is why the, the selling a business is kind of a dilemma because typically if you're in a really good spot to sell your business, um, you're probably not killing yourself on the day-to-day uh, of work um, because your, your valuation multiplier is in a really good spot assuming you set it up correctly. So,
0: exactly.
1: um yeah that's kind of what that would look like
0: no i it's actually that's amazing Do you guys just work locally or do you work globally? How does that work with you
2: we um We have clients in forty eight states and four countries so we um you know if the, if there was only one thing good that came out of covid is that that remote um environment of working with with people and you know we've dialed in that that remote relationship with clients in a in a real efficient way um so yeah, we we it nothing lo- I don't even know that we have many local businesses that we do business with. Most of them are out of state.
0: Yeah. Do you work with a lot of smaller ones? More the mom and pop kind of old style businesses that, you know, people are trying to rejuvenate. Are those the type of businesses you work with also?
2: Yeah. Um so you know, a lot of times, you know, there's there's several different um several different scenarios that we work with. For instance, uh, mom and dad started a business, they've run it for 30 years, now the kids are involved and the kids being more of the modern way of doing things realize that, you know, mom and dad, although it's a very successful business, have just done things by putting out fires. Uh, the kids come in uh, and they want to change things. They want to make things more efficient. Um, that's one scenario. Another scenario is, you know, like I, Craig had alluded to, managing growth. You know, you have your your mechanic working for a you know five star dealership doesn't like the bureaucracy anymore, but is a really good mechanic. Decides to to start his own uh, garage. Um, before he knows, he's got three, four, five bays. He's got five mechanics working for him. Well, he doesn't know business, but he knows how to turn a wrench. Um, so you know, I, we run the gamut of. Of you know small um, single people that want to just start a pizza shop or start a frozen yogurt shop all the way up to you know multimillion dollar um, trade type companies electricians, plumbers, roofers contractors, things like that so um, yeah, I to, would say
1: to, to to jump in we i mean our our current consulting client base uh we you know we probably have um you know two or three businesses you know, under $200,000 in annual revenue. Um, And we have, you know, uh, quite a few businesses over $10 million in annual revenue. Um, So it's it's a pretty big skew. What we learned early on, right, is that when we started really digging into this a little bit more, um is that unless we're dealing with something outrageously technical uh business is business right and yeah. the the IT company is h- struggling with employment and hiring practices and ambiguity within roles and 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 uh and figures just as much as the uh landscaping company um that has two employees is doing right um you know it's really the same we just have to adopt it a little bit differently based on uh who they are um and, and what the business is
0: it's nice to know that there's people out there that are willing to be individualized. You're not a cookie-cutter program. I like that you're working with everybody's you know, vision and what their goals are. I found that your services were quite amazing. I like that you do a lot of conflict resolution. Tell me a little bit about the business coaching because I like this part of it. We have a lot of individuals that have come on here, uh, organizations that do a lot of business coaching because it's very individualized. How do you guys do yours?
1: In the most simplistic way, we have – Two kind of services we have, um, you know, a consulting and a coaching, right? And coaching is is uh, a little bit less hands on. Um, you know, it's much more, uh, you know, like like a coach in sports can'll say. You know, they they come off the field, we tell them what they did wrong, we help them to work through it. Whereas our consulting program uh, is much more hands on, and it follows that three phase process, and we build a map, and we help them do it, and we help them actually facilitate the things, you know, we'd be on the field with them, you know, um, type of thing. Our coaching program uh, follows a similar structure as far as what we want to garner. So we do still do a, a small discovery period. Um, we still do need to learn about where they are um, in the process and, and, and what they're looking to do. Um, but a lot of times in, in coaching, um, people tend to know why they're reaching out In consulting a lot of times, uh, as your entity gets bigger, you don't necessarily know where you're going wrong, right? So the discovery phase is is not necessarily just to learn about where they're at in the process, but a lot of times it is to figure out where where are we where we where, where are we misstepping here. Um, so the coaching program uh, follows a, a similar structure in the sense that we have a, an agenda that we like to go through over the period of time that we're working with the customer, uh, but there's also typically a lot of back and forth, a lot of questions. Um so we do this with weekly meetings, uh weekly meetings with, with the customers. Um and then, you know, unlimited kinda of email, phone, text, you know, we, we really do like to be as as available to our, our customers as possible. You know, I often say, What one Friday this is gonna kill me but I often say that uh you know, we wanna be the, the phone call you make Friday at, at seven PM because something went wrong in your business, right? Um, and so with the coaching program, you know, we follow that, that agenda and, and really, I, I don't love putting a lot of value on this, but accountability is a huge factor. Um, yeah. again, business owners, you know, you're, you're running around, you're putting out fires and you often don't have that much time to work on your business. So we force, you know, uh, an element of, of focusing strictly on your business and every meeting we leave with, with action steps that are, that are meant to be taken prior to the next week. Um, And there's a big element of, you know, feeling like that has to be completed before our next meeting, which allows the business to, you know, push forward, push forward in a big way.
0: Yeah, I think that is absolutely brilliant. You know, I've worked with a lot of mentors and coaches over the years, and I love the strategies because the accountability is so important. I think you, in order to succeed in business, you need to have that. So that is absolutely great. So tell me, gentlemen, how can our listeners get a hold of you?
2: Um, well, you, you can visit our website, ShalaforkConsulting.com, C-H-A-L-I-F-O-U-R-Consulting.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Craig and I both have LinkedIn. Uh, we also have a corporate LinkedIn page. Um, you can contact us directly at 603 722 That will ring right to my phone. Um, and then uh, Ken or Craig at com.
1: Yeah, and right, right on our website we do have a scheduling link, um so which would book right with Ken's calendar. Uh, if anybody wants to uh just schedule something and, and have a conversation. We always say we never bill. we never build we're not lawyers, we never bill for a call or an email. Um this is absolutely what we love and what we're passionate about. If you give us a call, you you, you might get stuck on the on the call for an hour and, and get a whole bunch of free value because it's just again, it's what we're passionate about. So if we end up working together great. Um, but more importantly, is, is developing a relationship.
0: Wow, that's awesome! Thank you. And do you, either of you, have any last-minute, maybe tips or tools? Some of the things that I always ask our guests: Do you have any advice to help our listeners through the day today?
1: As as far as as far as business goes, you know something I really like. I, I took it from a guy named John Spence, a, a famous intern CEO. Is is ambiguity breeds mediocrity. Right. And and that's true in business and life and everything we do. It's especially true with employees. But if we're ambiguous in what we're doing or what we're saying, we're going to get a mediocre result. And uh, that's true with all the systems and processes and everything you're doing. It's true with the job description for employees. That's true with your sales process, with how you're treating your customers. Um, everything, right? We need to be very, very direct with what we're doing to expect that somebody else is going to have the same level of intensity as you, the business owner, um, is, is a misguided principle. So, you know, I think that that's a big, big takeaway that I like to say is ambiguity breeds mediocrity. And if you think about everything that goes wrong with that context, I think uh, there's a lot of
2: value in that. And then I would just add to that, that, you know, a lot of people come to us because they want to they want to increase the value of their company. They want to make more money. And, you know, Craig says this all the time. If you want to make more money, the only way to make more money is to create more time. And the only way you're going to create more time is to become more efficient. So the only way you're going to become more efficient is through systems and processes and the standard operating procedure for how your company is operated, which would alleviate putting out fires. You're more proactive, less reactive, and you can actually work in your company rather than, you know, on it and running around like a crazy person.
0: I love those tips, gentlemen. Those were brilliant. Thank you so much. It has been my pleasure to chat with you both today.
1: Likewise. right here. Thank you. Thank you Just so thank much. Thank you so much.
0: Well, and I hope that you actually do come back on the Divas at Care. I, I have a whole bunch of questions that I would love to ask you, and maybe we can dive deeper into some topics.
1: We're available yeah, whenever you want to have us back.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. You too, Candice. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners that tuned in to us today. I will be posting all their social media. I think it's really important to go check it out and to share it with your friends and family. A lot of you that tune into the Divas That Care are in business. And I think that this would be a great way to utilize what they have. So thank you again to Ken and Craig Thank you to all of our listeners, and I hope that each and every one of you has an amazing day. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on DivasThatCare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.